What's going on guys, Chris here, and welcome back to another episode of the One Bit Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something that has been in the gaming news a lot lately, and that is hype, pre-orders, and No Man's Sky. Of course, for those of you who have not been around the internet in the past week or two, you would not know of this thing called No Man's Sky. It is an open world space exploration game that was hyped to all infinity and it came out a few weeks ago on PC or actually a few about a week ago rather on PC to rather unfortunate reviews and this is something I wanted to talk about and actually more so I wanted to talk about hype I haven't actually had an opportunity to play the game yet myself so I can't form an actual opinion uh, of it myself but what I'd rather talk about is the hype behind the game and what the hype behind games like this and other games that have come out recently are kind of doing to the games industry. And I think, personally, that No Man's Sky is a very, very good example of this because it was, honestly, probably the most hyped game of recent memory, probably since Fallout 4, and that's another game I'll be bringing up in a few minutes. Anyways, just to look at No Man's Sky, the thing about No Man's Sky was not that it was overhyped, Actually, it was overhyped, but it's something that I've noticed in the games industry recently, which is developers overhyping and under-delivering. Now, of course, there are many people I know who have played No Man's Sky and say it's an absolutely wonderful game, and that is absolutely beautiful. It's perfect. If you enjoyed it, good on you. However, half the people have played this game by the fact that right now, at time of recording, the Steam reviews for it are only 53% positive, which means only half of the people who play this game have actually enjoyed it. At least half the 40-some thousand people, almost 50,000 people that have reviewed the game, actually enjoyed it. So... What is the deal with No Man's Sky? Is it good? Is it bad? Like I said, I can't personally comment on this. The people who I've actually talked to who have played it seem to have enjoyed it. Now, of course, we are going to be putting aside the performance issues. Because, yes, there are performance issues with this game. Or at least there were. I think recently there was an update that fixed a lot of this. But launch performance issues is something that is absolutely unacceptable, in my opinion, for a PC game at this point in time. It's It should not be that hard to even delay, I know this game has been delayed just so much, but still, there is no reason why a game should come out performing as poorly. I know it was it was a Sony-published game, so they were probably trying to kind of, not force, but trying to focus more on the PlayStation sales, which I understand, but at the same time, a large audience of this game. In fact, it was the largest launch on Steam this year, over, I believe, uh... 400,000 people at launch? I don't know if that's an accurate number. Um, I think that is. But at about 400,000 people at launch, that is a very, very popular game. It's, I know it's, I know for sure it's the most popular release on Steam this year. That is not very acceptable for a game to have poor performance. And that's something that we need to work on fixing within the games industry. But that's not the point of this video. The point of this video, of this podcast, of this audio uh, documentary, I guess, <laughs> is that this game was severely overhyped and definitely underdelivered. Right now I'm looking at a Reddit thread, which I'm going to link down below. It's titled, Where Was the No Man's Sky We Were Sold On? A big list of things that were missing, with sources, links, and quotes. Also, dubious advertisement. It's from uh, it's on the games subreddit. It's also posted in No Man's Sky, the game, the official subreddit for No Man's Sky. And there are dozens of quotes, videos, advertisements showing features 
Not just small features, but big features such as factions actually playing a large part in the game. And like I said, I've not played, I've not seen more myself, but I've watched a lot of gameplay for this game. I've watched a lot of live streams. I've kept up fairly well with it. And from what everybody on the internet is pretty much collectively saying, this game is not what they were sold on, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Now, like I said, if you enjoy this game, good on you, but many people did not, and that is a problem we need to focus on, the fact that game developers are overhyping these games, and it is purely for the sales. Because if you look at No Man's Sky, there is no way around it. The things that were said from the developers themselves about this game led people to believe, and I think one of the biggest examples of this is the multiplayer. People believe that No Man's Sky would have a multiplayer in it, and instead there is no such thing as that. There are quotes from Sean Murray saying that people will be able to meet on planets, and that is not true. At the end of the day, all you can do is name planets, submit it to a forum, and have it put in the game, which is not exactly what people wanted. But looking through a lot of these, we see things like uh, naming ships, ship classes, uh, just all kinds of things. You can scroll through here. It's absolutely insane. Like I said, I'll link it down below if you're interested in reading that. And of course, there are those of you out there who are going to say, well, this doesn't matter to me. I don't, I don't care. I was sold on a space exploration game. A space exploration game is what I got, and that is good for you. But a lot of people, I, half of the people at least, that were sold on this game believed this game to be something else. And that is less a question of hype and under development it's almost a question of ethics is it ethical to try and sell people and like i said there is hard evidence that they were selling people on a game that clearly at least at this point in development does not exist now this is a very big project if you look through here there are a lot of things um in this list and i, I do keep referring back to this list because it is a very very long list of features that were supposed to be in this game or at least claimed to be in this game that are not uh is it ethical to do that uh this isn't stuff that was hinted at this isn't stuff the developers said might be in there People said, uh, just for instance, landing on asteroids is one of the features. And there's a relevant quote from a developer. I, I doesn't name the developer, but there is a video source, which I'm not going to open right now because I'm recording this. That says, yeah, at the moment, you can land on asteroids. And <laughs> within the comments, there ended up being no landing on asteroids. And th that is a very small and trivial feature. But at the end of the day, if you say you can do something, why either remove that or not have it in the game at all? That seems a bit... Maybe not unethical, but maybe it's not so right to outright lie to your audience. Now, of course, many people would defend them. I've learned one thing in my time on the internet is that people will defend developers. But there's one thing we kind of have to realize, and this is one thing I've especially realized on um, Fallout and Bethesda, is that no developer is perfect. This is something we have to realize within the industry. No matter how perfect a developer may seem, they will make mistakes or they will turn toward money um, for various reasons. And, of course, there are people out there who are going to get angry at me. But, I, I once again, I say Bethesda. I talked about, about six months ago, I made a video discussing my opinions on the DLC for Fallout 4. I tore it apart. I said it was a ripoff. I said that, the, that it's going to get terrible reviews, that nobody was going to like it. The workshops are going to be a complete failure. And everybody in the comments told me that I was wrong, that Bethesda can do no wrong, that it's completely worth it. 
It's absolutely worth it in every way um, to have these DLCs. They're going to be perfect. Bethesda can do no wrong. And right now on the Steam Marketplace, the Fallout 4, um, not given the year edition, but the Fallout 4 uh, season pass is only at 29% positive ratings. That right there is proof in the pudding, for lack of a better term, that not every developer is perfect. Fallout 4 was, by far and large, one of the most hyped games ever. They promised so much, people believed so much. It was a very, very long-awaited sequel. People were so excited for that. It was one of the first games I stayed up for a midnight launch for, and I waited and I played it. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Fallout 4. The proof, once more, is in the pudding. If you look at any of my videos from that time, if you look at the podcasts, we talked about how great Fallout 4 was. But when you look back at it, Fallout 4 was an enjoyable game. It was fun. I liked it. I would not have put 100 hours into it otherwise. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a great Fallout game, and it certainly wasn't what the hype promised. It was a decent game in the end, and I wish it was better. In fact, I enjoyed Fallout New Vegas, a game that only had a year's development, as opposed to Fallout 4, which supposedly had seven or eight years. I think there is a great difference in quality there, and I think New Vegas turns out to be the better game at the end of the day. Now, of course, like I said, this isn't a video about me talking about Fallout, which inevitably all my videos end up being, but let's talk about the opposite side of the spectrum, Developers delivering and going above and beyond the hype they've built around their games, and I think the best example of this, and I'm not saying this developer can do no wrong, but CD Projekt Red in The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3, by far and large, is one of the best games I have ever played. The DLC is absolutely flawless. I put 100 hours into one playthrough of the game, and I enjoyed every single minute of it. The Witcher 3 is, in my opinion, the epitome of a perfect game. Yes, it was. The, there were people who believed that the the graphics were oversold, and that was one part of the game that was overhyped. But at the same time, the graphics, the, the small graphical downgrade, is something that is so so small in the grand scale of that game. And that certainly, I mean, I would say without a doubt, that Witcher Three is one of the only games, honestly, that has ever delivered on the massive amount of hype behind it, even today. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, I would honestly recommend that to anybody, even if you haven't played the original, the, the first two Witcher games, I would play The Witcher 3. It is a fantastic game. It's one of the only games in recent history, in my opinion, that's fully developed or uh, it's fully followed through on the hype train behind it. So what does this whole, what is this whole discussion about? What is the... Uh, the hype train and pre-orders, what does all this mean? Personally, I believe that this whole hype building thing behind video games, I'd say it has to stop, but I know that's not going to happen. Developers have to build hype behind their games because without hype, there are no sales. There are very few games that come out without hype behind them that do very well. There are a few examples of this, but not many successful ones. You have to look at what kind of society we live in where developers and video game developers are companies and companies exist to make money. Now, does this mean I say what they do is right, that game developers have a right to overpromise and underdeliver? No, not at all. In fact, I think that the complete opposite. I think game developers should underpromise and overdeliver. 
Um, I, I always love going into games where I think, well, this is going to be a mediocre game at best, and I walk away absolutely loving it. Um, but at the end of the day, there are so many games that have come out, I couldn't even form a list that have so far underdeveloped on their hype that it's not even funny. And we need to kind of turn that around, otherwise the games industry is really, really going to stagnate. People are starting to lose trust in game developers. Now, of course, that is not a large number of people. There is a very vocal minority of people that stand out and say that pre-ordering is wrong, that uh, the hype is wrong, and of course, look at the front page, the top sellers list on Steam right now, and you will find Deus Ex Mankind Divided, a game that's out tomorrow, 23rd. Um, which is actually probably going to be yesterday when this releases. It's at the top of the most sellers, top sellers list. There are millions of people on Steam and probably only thousands who truly believe that pre-ordering is terrible, that hype is bad for games. But what I want to urge you all to do is go into games not pessimistic, but more cautiously optimistic. Look at games from an angle of this is something I'm excited for, but there is a very real possibility they will not deliver on that. That's how I'm looking at a lot of games coming out, Deus Ex being one of them. It's had some very interesting, while it's gotten very good reviews, it's had some interesting performance um, details. People have said that uh, it struggles to reach 60 frames at 1080p on very strong hardware, which is unfortunate. We look at things like Dishonored 2, which is probably one of the most hyped games right now. I wouldn't say it's quite to the level of No Man's Sky, but I would certainly say it's up there. Um, that game, while I do trust Arcane, and the first Dishonored was absolutely flawless, in my opinion, uh, it's very possibility that Arcane and even Bethesda, since they're publishing it, could completely fumble it, and it could be an absolutely terrible game, which is what I, I don't hope for that at all. Um, but I think one of my, actually one of my biggest examples of this right now, I absolutely love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite game series of all time. Mass Effect Andromeda, which we've heard very, very little about. That's probably the most cautiously optimistic that I've ever been about a new game, because we've heard so little about that game. And Mass Effect 3, while I did enjoy it, I will admit it was a little bit under-delivered. Um, so we can look at that and kind of tell, I don't really know what's going to happen. If that game is going to be good, if it's going to be bad, um, I don't think I'll pre-order it. In fact, I'm kind of hopping off the pre-order train. At this point in time, unless you want to play, you absolutely have to play that game at midnight when it launches, there is no reason to pre-order a game. Pre-order incentives are nothing more than just stupid cosmetic things within games at this point. And I really, really don't believe that game actually game-enhancing elements extremely game-enhancing elements anyway, should be involved with pre-order bonuses. Um, but a lot of pre-order bonuses now are things like, like I said, just cosmetic stuff, and, oh, you get it as soon as it comes out. There's really no reason not to wait to see the reviews, to see what people are saying about it. Does it perform well? Does it have a good story? Is it worth your money at $60? And now that season passes are really a thing for every single game out there, it's something you should look at even more, and I think season passes should be viewed under even more of a microscope, and I think Fallout 4's DLC is a beautiful example of this. Season passes, I think, are one of the things above even pre-ordering, which I'm skeptical about, that completely needs to go away. It's pre-ordering for something that historically has not been the most important part of the game, and at this point we're paying half the price, if not almost the entire price of the game in Fallout 4's 
um, idea or <laughs> Fallout 4's I can't think of the word right now, but you get the idea in Fallout 4's case. Um, that's what I was looking for. You get the idea that you know pre-orders and season passes are kind of becoming a dangerous thing and developers are using this stuff this pre-orders and this hype to push game sales and under deliver which is something you need to stop they need to refocus on making good games now of course this is not going to appeal to game developers there will probably be no game developers watching this but i hope this is at least hope help some of you look at a different perspective of hype and pre-ordering and different games. I hope to actually get my hands on No Man's Sky at some point in the future and play it. And I do hope I enjoy it. And of course, if you do enjoy it yourself, good on you. Same thing with Fallout 4 and its DLC. While I enjoyed the base game, the DLC does not look appealing to me, as many of you would know. Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this discussion, and I look forward to seeing what you have to say about it. Please let me know down in the comments on Twitter, as well as in the Brew Gaming Network public Discord. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching. Chris, signing off.